I will take what is mine with and blood. Welcome to the Make Westeros Great Again podcast, the greatest podcast that ever was or will be, the podcast that's going to mount the world. Bear Island knows no king but the king in the north, and their names are Kevin and Andrew. We are here to cover HBO's Game of Thrones, and most importantly, we are here to make Westeros great again. I am Kevin from House Kimmy Schmidt. And my name is Andrew of House Cumberbatch. Uh, Before we get to the rundown, folks... Before we get started, before we get you ready for season six, uh, we're going to tell you a little bit about the reaction from the first episode. It was pretty good, Kevin. Pretty good. I think we did. I think we did a pretty good job. Uh, We made it onto the TV and film rankings on the uh, TV and film section, the the new and noteworthy section on iTunes. So, I mean, that's 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 an accomplishment. We're definitely new. I'm not sure we're noteworthy, but uh, well, we are officially noteworthy, Um, but we still need help. We still kind of want to climb the rankings, let everyone know. Uh, what this podcast is, and you know how dope we are. So we're going to do a new segment before we do anything. Uh, it's called The Book of Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this, we're going to give you a nickname and list your special accomplishments on this very podcast if you leave a comment on iTunes um, and you leave your name and then just something about you. So just your first name or whatever you want to be called, leave that on an iTunes comment, and we're going to give you a nickname and we're going to give you uh, a list of accomplishments. Uh, this comes from, of course, the Kingsguard Book of Brothers from the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got two to do today, and I think we've got a drop for it. Yeah, and the point of this is, you know how a lot of people will just read comments to just try to get people to to leave a comment? They'll just read them. We don't want to do that. We want to do something way cooler than that to enforce you to go to uh, to go leave a comment, and then we're going to make something up super cool about you. So we're going to start with our drop, we're going to do this every show, so leave some comments, and we will give you some baller nicknames. Book of Brothers. I've always dreamed about having a brother. All the great deeds of all the great kings, girlfriend. That is correct. All right, Andrew, lead us off. All right, so the first person to be put into the Book of Brothers is Cole Prophet. Um, his nickname is the Master of Whiskers. So Cole Prophet, Master of Whiskers, his... Uh, great and grand achievement is he won the king's landing kennel club's dog show two years in a row with his prized dire schnauzer named basil <laughs> that so, is Cole profit master of whiskers worthy. certainly worthy of the book of brothers all right Him we had a dire schnauzer <laughs> we had another one this one was from zoe uh and so uh we we gave her the nickname zoe the resilient when others turned their back at the strike of Cockleswint, she pressed forward, lacking armor or a weapon. She tamed an entire flock of carrier ravens that had gone on strike, Andrew, with only her mind and a butterfly net. The ravens returned to work, and Zoe the Resilient forever cemented herself in the Book of Brothers. So there you go, Zoe the Resilient. So Zoe the Resilient just uh, got a bunch of ravens to start working again? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. All right, Zoe the Resilient and Cole Prophet, Master of Whiskers. You are the first two to be written into the Book of Brothers. Congratulations. Congrats. All right, let's preview the podcast, Kevin. We're going to get everybody ready for the first episode of Season 6. So there's a lot to talk about. The first thing we're going to do uh, is a segment called Oddsmakers. Uh, we have just received uh, the 
odds set by Westgate Westeros Race and Sportsbook for all the things that are going to happen in Season 6. So we're going to have a special guest on to do that uh, preview of these odds. How many sips of wine will Cersei take this season in total, over or under 13 and a half? Kevin? Mm, that's a good initial line. Initial thoughts? That's a good line set by the Westgate Westeros Superbook. I think that I'm going to go with the over, though. What about you? Going to take the under. I, I think all right, no, everybody's going to take over. the over. I'm going to be contrarian. I'm going to take under. Okay. All right. I'll take the under. That might be the sharp uh, bet. That might be the sharp bet. See, I'm sharp. I'm pretty sharp here, Kevin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, also, we're going to talk about some watch party ideas. I know a lot of you are going to be having uh, a watch party this coming weekend for the television program. And we're going to talk about blank of house blank uh, and where we're going to assign NBA All-Stars Game of Thrones great houses. Mm, And mm -hmm. we'll, of course, finish off with the It Is Known prediction segment with maybe some wildfire hot takes. Never know. No, Kevin. Never know. Maybe there'll be some wildfire hot takes. But first, let's get into the odds makers gambling section of the podcast. We are not gamblers. You are the world's best gamblers. Gambling. Forty thousand gold dragons to the champion. Look at the fun we're having. All right, Andrew. Where in the world did these odds come from? These odds came from the Westgate Westeros Superbook, the world's largest race and sports book. Um, <laughs> you can find these odds uh, on our Twitter account, which is at make westeros and uh, on facebook which is facebook.com slash make westeros great again uh so if you want to see these uh let's just run through some of these uh, of course we have the odds that a character will die uh what episode will Jon snow be resurrected will season six six start with a flashback things like that so we're going to go through all of these odds um but before we do we're going to bring in a special guest to the podcast a guy who really is a sharp better um this guy our special guest is named jimmy the bravosi uh he won the westgate westeros super contest in 1987 and 1991 he's a world-renowned sports better uh and some call him the best in the seven kingdoms so uh jimmy the bravosi thanks for coming on the podcast hey it's jimmy the bravosi here how you guys doing from 1-800 making money how's everybody doing tonight good 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 andrew kevin thanks so much for having me on as you know i am from 1-800 making money we are a website we are a conglomerate we are a group of people who know these bets up and down this is not gambling folks remember this is not gambling all we do is invest in money in these sports, and we're making money. 1-800-MAKING-MONEY. How's everybody doing tonight? Okay, okay. Okay, uh, Jimmy the Rosie, thanks for coming on. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your, your system for how you're making these picks? So uh, so, so the system, how do you say, is uh, it's proprietary for the most part. But I tell you what, all you got to do, all you got to do is call, call me up. I got fellas manning the phones right now, ready to give you the locks of the century. I mean, we got locks locked up tighter than Zara's and Duck Sauce. You know what I'm saying, Andrew? You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, well, let's get on to the bets. Uh, I know you're going to give uh, the viewers or the listeners of the Make Westeros Great Again podcast a couple free bets. So uh, let's talk about a couple. Um, the characters will die category. Um, can you give us uh, the best on the board or a free pick for us? So, so here's the deal. Before we do that, I got to tell you, last season... Our A-plus picks, we went 
81%. You cannot get that return. You cannot get that from the Iron Bank of Bravos. Go try to get a CD out there to get 81% return. No, no way. Okay, so I got to tell you that. It was just one touch. One guy out here. Who's going to die first? I got to tell you. You're looking at this list. Alaria Sand, even money. I think a lot of people are going to go there. We're, we're fading that. We're fading that. Avoid the Alaria Sand. I will tell you this, though. Here's one nobody's talking about. Nobody's talking about. We have this. We have this unlocked. Do not repeat this beyond this. This is just for you guys. Okay, you got that? You you got that, Andrew? We got it. We got it. Okay. You got to watch out for Tormund Giants bait. Okay. Tormund Giants. So it looks game. like Tormund is five to two. Yeah, yeah, five to two. Great odds on Tormund. I'm telling you what. We, this is a this is an A minus pick. This isn't our A plus. You want an A pluses? We got the locks of the century. You got to call us up. You got to call us up for that. I'm giving you the A minus pick, okay? We had A minus pick. We went like 72% last year. Okay, well, thanks for coming on, Jimmy the Bravosi. Can you give us uh, h- how we can get those picks, what we need to do? Can you tell our listeners what they need to do to start making some money? Okay, all right, so here, here's all you got to do. You got to go to the phone. You got to pick it up, okay? You got to pick it up. You got to call 1-800-MAKING-MONEY. That's all you got to do. You got to pick up the phone. You got to call me. You can also find me. You can email me too. You can email me at uh, gold dragons or a lifestyle and you can have it too at gmail.com. Okay. Gold dragons or a lifestyle and you can have it too at gmail.com. You can find me there. You can also find me on Twitter. Uh, Twitter is uh, at uh, making gold dragons on the real, uh, all, all one letter, making gold dragons on the real. You can follow me there. And, and if you reach out to me, listen to, listen to this for your listeners, Andrew and Kevin, for your listeners. We give you one free pick. You give us 500 gold dragons. You become platinum status. You get all the picks. All the picks from 1-800-MAKING-MONEY. I'll tell you what. There's no better deal out there. You go try to get a better CD rate at the, at the Iron Bank of Bravos. You cannot do that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, Andrew? Well, hey, well, thanks for coming on, Jimmy. Jimmy the Bravosi, everybody. Uh, I, I think we got some great picks for our listeners here. I think that our listeners are going to be making some money, so I think you just got to call that number. Uh, Kevin, do you want to take a look at the, the rest of these picks? Uh, I know Jimmy's kind of a hard act to follow, but you know I, th- I think that it could be worthwhile to talk about some of these other ones. We're no experts like him, but no, you know no. maybe we can pick it out and just kind of chat casually about it. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um, yeah, nice to have Jimmy on. It's been a while, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, he's, he's good. Yeah. You know, uh, we've had him on for uh one time and (laughs) he's he always does our listeners well he always treats us well (laughs) he does he does indeed all right uh the one bet that's really kind of making me interested here one that i think a lot of people are going to be wanting to know more about is who will be elected the 999th lord commander of the night's watch there are odds out there on that one and alistair thorne is minus 400 uh, there's also a no vote taken at plus 200. The field bet is plus 200. And then who's this plus 900 person? Dennis Malister. Who's that guy? He uh, he was the guy who ran against uh, Alistair Thorne on the initial vote. Like, okay, before I figured. I just didn't know yeah. that guy. Uh, I, I think I kind of like no vote taken here. Is this going to... Okay. What do you think? Well, I think Alistair Thorne... Uh, you know, minus 400. C- can you explain to people when they look at this list, you know, how they would be betting? So we've got minus 400 versus a plus 200. Yeah. You want to give them a, a brief a synopsis, a brief overview on sports betting on that? Sure. Because this is the uh, probably the only 
uh, Game of Thrones podcast, Andrew, in the universe that is talking about uh, money line bets and how you do it. But that's why you've come here, folks. Uh, minus 400, Andrew, means that that is a heavy favorite. Uh, minus 400 assumes you're betting $100. So you bet $100 or 100 gold dragons. Uh, to win $100, I'm sorry, To the the uh, try that again. So the no vote taken is plus 200. You put $100 down, that means you win 200 for your $100. A minus 400 means you have to wager 400 to win 100. Andrew. So this guy, this guy's a heavy favorite, Alistair Thorne, at minus 400. You're not getting even money. You're not getting close to it. Uh, so it's a, you better got to bet 400 just to win a hundred. So do you like Alistair there? I like Alistair there for the easy money because it's going to be him. He's, uh, he, he's, you know, he was in charge of killing Jon Snow, uh, got second place last time. It's, it's kind of his role to take, but you know, I think that there could be some smart money on no vote taken. Yeah. Okay. So what's another one that jumps out to you? Well, let's talk about, well, I think one of my favorite ones is how many seconds will the previously on segment last in episode one? Uh, And this is an over and under bet at 127 seconds. So this is kind of like the, the Super Bowl. Uh, You're talking about the, the uh, national anthem over under. That's kind of what this is like the, the very beginning Everybody's got a prop bet on it. Uh, everyone's got their stopwatch out. I'm going with the over here. I think there's going to be a long over under to start the season. What about you? Well, I will go back and I, and I told you I did a little research on this one. Okay. The season four was 120 seconds. The season five was 135 seconds. So we're kind of right in the middle. Mm. See, I, I'm going to take the over because I think that as you build more, there's more to preview, right? Or more to more to recap. That's true. But, you so. know, maybe maybe they want to keep it at two minutes. Maybe that's a guideline. Uh, we'll see. I, I don't know. But I'm going to take the under. Okay. And then another bet that I do like here is what will be the cause of death for the first on-screen fatality of the season, Andrew? We've got sword, knife, arrow, spear, fall, fire, bare hands, animal attack, poison, unknown origin, strangulation, illness, or the field. The field is paying five to one. Uh, the biggest long shot is the illness old age at 30 to one. And the favorite is of course, sword at two to three. Who do you like on this one, Andrew? I think sword that's, I, it's the favorite, but I think most of the deaths in game of Thrones have been sword. Yeah. Am I wrong there? No, I think you're right. That would be good. Uh, I, I think I might take the field though, only because I think this could be open to some interpretation. And I think I might be able to win a, uh, an argument, uh, if, if it came to it. So okay, field so like five what, to one. what's something that that could happen that would be a field that just uh, in your head? What are you thinking? Um, like someone like Hodor sits on somebody, like, and and sits on someone's head. Like, what what would that be on this list? What say that again? Sorry, Hodor sits on somebody. Oh, see, that wouldn't be bare hands. No, uh, I, you know what? If if Hodor sits on someone and kills them, <laughs> uh, you know. Take your five to one. I feel you know, good about that. <laughs> take your five to one. Uh, you know, you've earned that five to one if that's the way it happens. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just a little a little prop bet out there. It's something to something to watch. We'll see. Okay. So, one other thing that we've done that are, that's included 
uh, on this Westgate Westeros Superbook, the largest, world's largest race and sports book. Of course. Uh, is we've included a death pool value for 24 characters. Uh, and you can do this at your um, watch party this weekend is have a little draft, like a celebrity death pool, but with Game of Thrones characters. And so if you look at this sheet, which will be available at uh, facebook.com slash again or on Twitter at makewesteros, you'll see in the center 24 characters uh, listed from 1 to 24, um, put together probably in the most likely to die to least likely to die. What you can do is have a draft where the first person picks someone. If that person dies, you get the number of points that's listed right next to them. So I'm just looking here. Uh, Jorah Mormont is listed at number eight. So if he dies, or he's listed at number nine, if he dies, you get nine points. Um, Daenerys Targaryen is listed at 23, so she's at least likely to die according to the Superbook. If she dies, you get 23 points. So the harder it is to do or to die, and they do die, you get more points. So there's a little bit of strategy there. Kevin, taking a look at this sheet, any any good picks? Any any sly 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 odds here? So this is this is like a fantasy draft. Like we're big into fantasy sports. Would you call this a fantasy fantasy draft? Oh wow! Right? Oh, fantasy fantasy draft. <laughs> All right. Wow. Okay. Uh, uh, I I did not anticipate going that far, but yes, <laughs> yes, Kevin, this is a fantasy fantasy draft. All right. Uh, some some names that jump out to me on this, Andrew. I I kind of like in in the early rounds. Uh, Walter Frey is number three. I kind of like that. I think, as I mentioned, uh, or as uh, sorry, as uh, our our friend. Jimmy the Bravosi mentioned uh, Tormund has a chance uh, at, at the f- the five spot there. But looking at some long shots, I'm looking here, Andrew. Cersei Lannister is 18. I kind of like Cersei and Jamie being 20. I'm, I think one of the Lannisters has to die this year, and I don't think it's going to be Tyrion. So uh, Cersei or Jamie at 18 and 20 look pretty good. What about you? Okay, so let's say you have the first pick in the draft. Who's your pick? Ooh, you know what? I think I would if if I had a chance, I would probably go Cersei and Jamie one two. If I had the option, if if I had the first you know first pick, I'd take take one of them, and if the second one was still there, I'd still take them both because I so think that's you, a, those are some nice long shot uh, real possibilities. Okay, so do you think their their fates are tied together? You Not think necessarily. One dies, no. the other dies. No, no, no. I just think one of them will die at some point. Okay. I think that's a good. I think that's a good long shot bet. And there's some strategy in this one. You don't want to just take all, you know, the the early people. You to win this pool, Andrew. To win the fantasy fantasy draft, you've got to have the long shot hit. Okay, so let's just go over the top five here uh, of most likely to die. So, uh, if you pick these people, you're going to get fewer points, but you'll get points. So number one, Roose Bolton. Two, mm-hmm. Alice or Thorn. Three, Walder Frey. Four, Ilaria Sand. And five, Tormund. You think that's the right order? I think so. The High Sparrow is a couple away. I kind of like him to die uh, this season. I also think Tommen and Jorah have good chances of dying, and they're 8-9. So I kind of like some of those middle round guys. Uh, but, but yes, I think that, that order in terms of the odds sounds about right. Okay, so let us know on Twitter. Let us know on Facebook um, how your Game of Thrones fantasy fantasy draft goes this weekend. <laughs> um, 
Once again, I, I said this a bunch of times, but go to facebook.com slash make Westeros great again or at make Westeros on Twitter to find the Westgate Westeros Superbook, the world's largest race and sports book, uh, Game of Thrones season six bet sheet. Uh, I think this is pretty fun. So take take a look at it and you know, it, it could be the centerpiece to your watch party and, mm-hmm. and kind of keep you going throughout the season. Uh, another thing we wanted to do uh, on this episode was kind of get you ready for your watch party this weekend, next Sunday for the first episode. Uh, Kevin, you have some great ideas. I think you are hosting the, the Game of Thrones watch party this year for our crew. Uh, can you kind of give us like what, what what's your thoughts on, on what it takes to be a successful host? Yeah, so we're trying to build every year on uh, on our hosting ability. The first year, we gave everybody that came uh, a house sigil that we created for them with some house words. I can't remember what your house words were. Do you remember what they are? No pizza days off. No pizza days off. That's what it was. Uh, mine was no diggity, no doubt. I remember that. Uh, and uh, some other interesting ones out there. We won't go into that, but... Um, so that's one way. Give all your friends uh, house sigils and, and house words. They'll like that. Uh, you know, if you want to to do it right, since you do have, um, you know, you are hosting people and you want to give them, the, is it guest rights? Is that what we decided it's called? Guest uh, rights. Serve them some bread and salt as soon as they get there. You know, I think it will put them all on ease. Uh, put put them right. all at ease. And, yeah, just, just so everyone knows what's going on. Right. Just so everyone understands that you're safe here. Mm-hmm. This is a safe spot. Safe spot. Yep. Bread and salt. As soon as they walk through the door, I think that's a really good, just a nice gesture is really what it yeah, is. Cause it's, they're probably hungry from their long journey down sure, the road. Sure. Sure. Uh, and so that's one, one option. Um, if you really want to take the food to like the next level in the game of Thrones watch party, uh, don't use utensils, like no utensils at the party. Uh, just everybody eats with their hands, no matter what, like all hands. Uh, another thing we want to really set the mood, right? You know, We've got a television on. That's one thing because we got to watch Game of Thrones. But no other power, like no no lights, no nothing. Just candles everywhere. Just like set the mood. All candles everywhere, like different sizes. So it kind of looks like the sept, like a great sept. Kind of right. looks like uh, the House of Black and White, just candles. Right, right, right. I think that'll that'll that people will appreciate that as well. And then uh, Andrew, one important thing because there's no sound, there's no you know you can't turn the radio on, you don't have the TV on yet. Hire a band, uh, hire a band to just play like four songs over and over again from the Game of Thrones. There's really only four songs out there. Sigur Rós is available. They did a pretty good job at the Red Wedding, so you might uh, reach out to them if you have the means. And then uh, another option uh, just to keep everyone light and have a good time, have a tournament. Andrew, just have some archery in the backyard, archery tournament. Uh, what is it? 50,000 gold gold dragons to the winner, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, and, and call it a tourney. Make, like, make sure to call it a tourney. Right, right, right. Do that. Um, and then if you want to take it like another step forward, and so these are all just kind of the amateur, you know, if we're just amateur hosting. Uh, if you want to take it a step further and really – uh, give yourself uh, a leg up on on the rest of the folks trying to impress your friends. Go ahead and, and do something a little outside the box. You know, per, perhaps you know, create a moon door in your house or your deck or something. Like cut a hole in your house, and then if like something happens and someone uh, has a problem and everyone's really you know annoyed by that person, push them at the moon door. You got a moon yeah, door. Just, if you're over them, then right, you're over them. They're right. done. 
Right. There's no need for them. And so that's nice. That's one step uh, you can take. Are there any other steps you can think of, Andrew? That well, you can... um, I'll tell you what I'm going to be doing. This will be the third year that I'm bringing wolf bread. Oh, wolf bread's an easy thing to make. If you can make bread, you just have to shape it like a wolf, like <laughs> hot pie. And <laughs> mostly you do it to try to get everyone else to say, it's really good. Right. I see what you did there. Which, uh, which is usually what happens. Right, everybody does. And then, of course, somebody inevitably will bring lemon cakes because uh, lemon cakes are my favorite. Uh, and then, Andrew, another one that I saw, of course, the only way to uh, serve food the right way uh, for a Game of Thrones watch party, there's two ways. One, you can go on to in at the crossroads.com because that's a thing uh, where someone has actually put together a cookbook for the in at the crossroads Big fan of that. Uh, I don't own it, but I just like the idea of it. Uh, because why would you buy anything like that these days with um, that uh, interesting thing called uh, the internet where you can go on things like Pinterest and just <laughs> type in Game of Thrones and someone has done all the work for you. Uh, one of the ones that I saw there was Red Wedding Cake. Oh, I like it. I really liked that. And it looks like something I would want to eat. So there you go. Some options there. Uh, if you again, if you want to take it to the next level, think outside the box and make sure that you have, uh, you know, that you're taking care of your guests. Uh, you know, one other thing to take care of your guests, Andrew, you got to make sure you have some good wine, right? Okay, so in the last podcast, we promised a, a little bit of wine uh, tasting, a little bit of you know how to get you ready for Game of Thrones wine. I, I know you've done some research into this. Uh, you see, I see you're drinking wine. What what wine are you drinking? Uh, this would probably be uh, an Arbor Dry Red uh, because there is some dry red there in uh, Arbor Island. And if we were talking about Arbor, um, this is, this might be my favorite house, Andrew. I, I learned a little bit about Arbor uh, just doing a little research. I, again, I haven't read the books. You've read the books. Maybe you know all this stuff. But Arbor is ruled by house, wait for it, Red Wine. Like that's oh, their name. right. House Red Wine. Uh, it's a small island off the southwestern most part of Westeros, right? They're sworn to the Tyrells. And here's the other part. If, if that didn't, if that wasn't enough for me to be like all about House Redwine, I read somewhere that members of the house tend to be freckled and red of hair. So like that, that's, these are my people. <laughs> so their sigil is a freaking cluster of grapes. I'm a big wine guy. So, uh, I'm a big fan of, of the folks there in House Redwine. So Andrew, usually... The the uh, the Arbor wines are known as the best in the world of uh, Westeros uh, and Essos and everywhere in the Game of Thrones universe. Uh, but people mostly know their wine uh, for Arbor Gold, and you hear about Arbor Gold a lot in the books and in the the show as well. And it is the color of gold. And so I was trying to figure out, okay, so we're, we're hosting a party here. What are we going to serve if we want to say we're having Arbor Gold? I think that's probably, uh, from what it sounds like, a Chardonnay uh, or or, or a, a Burgundy, a California from or a California Chardonnay or, or Burgundy. Um, but there's talk of like fruit and oak, and people say that in in the in the books. So I was doing a little research, so that's probably New World. Let's so let's say a California Chardonnay. And if it's a top producer here, like Arbor Gold, you got to make sure you're getting the good stuff. So maybe a Cake Bread or Gurgich Hills uh, Chardonnay would be serving arbor gold to your uh, to your fine folks now maybe you just wanted to serve some dornish red right everyone knows dornish red uh but from the books it sounds like that's more of kind of a sour they call it a dornish sour red i 
I know a little bit about wine, but I don't really know that sour is like the right terminology to describe wine. So I'm going to say that they're trying to say it's acidic. Is that what you think? Does that make sense, Andrew? Maybe it's a highly acidic red wine. So uh, um, maybe a sweet, maybe a sweet wine. No, so the sweet reds, those are from the reach. So oh, they okay, call, so you're way ahead of me. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just trying to decipher their uh, their terminology. So so I'm I'm behind here. Yeah, I don't. I'm not, I'm not sure either. It's a it's a little. We'll have to ask railroad because I'm not sure what what George was thinking on this. But either way, I think that a, a Dornish sour red is like a, a like a Nebbiolo grape. So we're talking like a Barbera or a Barbaresco. So if you if you want to serve that, there's some really good ones out there for cheap. Find yourself a Dornish sour red. And then, Andrew, you hear sometimes they talk about um, a Dornish strong wine. I think this was what uh, Robert liked, if I, as I recall. Oh, well, if, if it's good enough for him, you know, it took a lot to get him drunk. Right. And the reason it's called he strong only wanted wine. The best. He only wanted the best. It's, it's called strong wine because it's strong. I think it's fortified wine. That's what I'm taking it. So maybe like a port would be good here as, a, as Dornish uh, strong wine. It's over 20% in alcohol content. Go get yourself some port if you want a Dornish strong wine. And then last, Andrew, there's something called an Essos blackberry wine, and that sounds effing terrible. So don't go buy that. <laughs> That's all I got. All right. All right. <laughs> I, I will go. tell you, Kevin, I am drinking what is probably a, a Winterfell wine. Okay. Because we made wine slushies tonight. And so I'm drinking what the uh, Winterfellians probably would drink. Interesting. So what is a wine slushy? It's like exactly what you think it is. Interesting. Is it good? It's um so <laughs> you buy these packets and say no more. It adds way too much sugar. It adds good. way too much sugar. So it just turns it into like grape juice slushy with alcohol. That doesn't it's, sound good to me. Well, we used a four dollar bottle bottle from Trader Joe's. So just right. just to test it out, it's it's okay. But okay. Winterfell wine, ice slushies. I do like that. Okay, good, good. That's my one contribution to the wine talk. Very well said, Andrew. Oh, I also got one more thing for oh, you. Yeah, um, yeah. The Queen of Thorns, Lady Olena, mm -hmm. she is a red wine. Oh, I, don't know I, didn't, I did not know that. Thank you for sharing. Now I so like them like even the, more. She's probably the patriarch of, of all the wineries in the, in the arbor. So she'd be the uh, – when you take the tour of the winery, like, oh – you know, this is owned by Lady Olena, the Queen of Thorns. She may be here. She may be here. She she just had a a couple investors come by. Like maybe we'll look for her. <laughs> that does uh, sound like uh, when you what take happens. the tour uh, of the Arbor Wineries. But uh, you know, I, I think that's pretty good. That's a pretty good list of stuff uh, to get everyone ready for their watch parties this weekend. Um, let us know how your watch party goes on on Facebook. Take or some Twitter. pictures. Take some pictures. Send them to us. Yeah, and most certainly we don't have the best one, but we try to make it fun. Uh, all right, Kevin, enough of that. Let's move on to our favorite game, Blank of House Blank. Lannister, Targaryen, Thin Stark, Tyrell. They're all just spokes on a wheel. All right, Andrew, again, just to recap this game, this is Blank of House Blank. We're going to solicit categories from our listeners each week, and we're going to place whatever it is in that category. We're going to place people into the great houses from Game of Thrones. So, for instance, last week we did presidential candidates. This week, from Twitter, we hold for, heard from at Cole Prophet, and he suggested NBA All-Stars, Andrew. So that is what we did. Uh, I'm going to lead it off here. 
if it's okay, okay we, with and you. we don't know each other's picks, so no, no. I'm gonna react instantaneously to what you're doing here. Okay, so I've got uh, I've got Kobe to start. We got it. It had to include Kobe. It's retiring, all that nonsense. So uh, Kobe, I think Andrew is House Baratheon. So stick okay. with me here. Stick with me here. Um, and I'm gonna do a bit of a Robert comp here because I think that's only what people kind of jump out to when they hear Baratheon. So Kobe won five championships. But he took and he took the crown from like somebody else. You know, he took it from Jordan, uh, similar to what Robert did. But let's be honest, like Kobe couldn't win a championship by himself. Like that's the dialogue we always hear, right? Okay. First okay. he needed Shaq, and then he had Pau, uh, Gasol, and so similarly, Robert he couldn't have done it himself. He needed Ned. He needed all these other folks. So uh, similar to that, I, I think that uh, that Kobe would be House Baratheon. He needed Ned to win. Uh, so did uh, Kobe. He needed he needed uh, a big guy. He needed Shaq. He needed Pow. He couldn't do it by himself. That is why Kobe is of House Baratheon. I like it. I okay. like it. Uh, All right. uh, I'm going to do one. Uh, this first one is James Harden. Okay. And I'm going to say James Harden is House Greyjoy. Go on. Hold on. Bear with me here. Uh, and it's mostly for one thing, is that House Greyjoy doesn't play defense just like <laughs> james harden doesn't play defense you know theon Greyjoy attacked winterfell and had no plan to defend it so the boltons came uh and took them pretty quickly that's pretty good balon Greyjoy rebelled against robert uh you know he attacked some people with his ships but had no plan to defend uh, his islands when he was invaded, and that's how Theon got captured. So basically, this boils down to James Harden doesn't play defense. House Greyjoy doesn't play defense. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, okay, so I got another one here. Uh, my second person is Pau Gasol, and I, Andrew, he's from House Tyrell. And okay, here's oh, this is interesting. Now, when we play these types of games... Uh, you see these lists on the internet. House Tyrell is not picked often. So I, I, I'm curious to see why you're going to go House Tyrell here. So there's one reason only. All right. I think you're going to like this. So as you know, Pau Gasol is a, a very tall guy. He's seven feet tall. And I looked at the, the blocks leaders for this year. He's in the top three in the league in block shots. As a result, Andrew, he's a Tyrell because, wait for it, they're lords of the reach. Oh, get it? Because he oh, blocks man. shots. <laughs> That's a bit of a reach. That's oh, all wow. I got. That's all I got. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, there's lots of different ways we can play this game. That's sort of one of them. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I, I like it. You know, uh, their their words are also growing strong, and he's he's a very tall and strong man. Yeah, yeah. No, that's really not strong. near as cool as Lord of the Reach. What a great nickname. Okay, just because he blocks a lot it. of shots. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Only uh, all right, I, I've got one more. Let's close it out with none other than LeBron James. Okay. Uh, and I'm also going to say he is House Baratheon. Okay. The ruling family. Mm -hmm. uh, he is King James. So I'm going to do a more specific comp to Tommen Baratheon. I, I know he's uh, a Lannister, born of incest or whatever. But for the sake of this game, we're, we're going to say he's a Baratheon. So Tommen, he's the king. He's been crowned. He's on top, just like LeBron James. But Tommen, you know, he's also growing up a little bit. He's mm -hmm. about to be a teenager, or he's, he's right there. So what do teenagers do? Uh, 
they start subtweeting and being passive aggressive <laughs> on social media, just like LeBron. Like you could see Tom and Baratheon unfriend and friending uh, Grandmeister Picel for saying something <laughs> bad about Marjorie or his cat, which is a total LeBron move. As that we've is. seen this season, LeBron unfriends. He does these like cryptic messages on Instagram. That's what a teenager would do. That's what Tommen would do. So LeBron, he's the king, but he's kind of a, a weirdo on the internet. I love that. That that is perfect. That's probably my favorite of the uh, of the four we did. So let's end it there, uh, Andrew. So again, if you want to uh, give us a category of folks, we've done presidential candidates. We've now done NBA All Stars. Give us your next category. Reach out to us at Make Westeros on Twitter or on Facebook, and we will, of course, do the how uh, blank of House Blank next week. Andrew, what do you say we move on? to the it is known section of the podcast it is known it is known it is known it is known all right andrew again it is known is known as our prediction segment of the podcast so we are going to give you some predictions for season six, now that we are less than a week away by the time that you listen to this. We're recording on Sunday night. This time next week, Andrew, we will have so much Dornish wine in our belly. We will have wolf bread and lemon cakes in our belly reflecting on the first episode of Game of Thrones. What do you see coming in the at least first or early episodes of Game of Thrones? What is your first It Is Known prediction? I think someone from the main titles, so like their name pops up during the the map sequence. Okay. Someone's going to die. Who's it's not a guest star. It's not someone who's listed, you know, during the black credits at the end. Someone with their name during the map sequence Call your is shot. going to die. Call your shot. Uh uh, uh Melisandre. Ooh. Is that a hot take? Is that a wildfire hot take? It, uh let's just it, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Uh-oh. No sign is going to die in episode Stand one. Clear. Stand clear. That is a wildfire hot take alert, Andrew. Episode one, Melisandre dies? Hey, I'm calling my shot. You asked me to call my shot. No. I wasn't going to. Okay. Uh, I will say that I don't think she's in the uh, in the, the t- opening title, though, right? Opening Uh-oh. segment uh... thing. <laughs> well, I didn't do that much research, but anyway, I'm calling my shot. Melisandre. I still like it. That is a that it seems like a wildfire hot take to me. Um, okay, so we we have here on our our Westgate Westeros Superbook uh, the odds for when Jon Snow will be resurrected, Andrew. And you have on here uh, episodes one to two is two to one odds. Episodes three to four is three to one odds, and episodes five to six is nineteen to one odds. Uh, I don't think we know about Jon Snow until episode five. I'm taking 19 Ooh. to one odds. That is my, okay. that I think there's some, there's going to be some stuff going on early on. Everyone's going to be like, see, or I don't know. Is Jon Snow alive? I don't think we're going to get the answer to that in the first or second episode, maybe third and fourth, but I'm going to hold off for that 19 to one odds because it, it seems like a, a lot better bet than three to one at uh, three weeks, three and four. What do okay, you think of that? Uh, I'm going to do one more for you. This is also from the Westgate Westro Superbook. 
Um, the question is, will season six start with a flashback? We've got uh, yes at plus 150, no minus 150. I'm going to go yes. I think that this season will start with a flashback just like season five did. I like that. I think you we've seen a little bit of spoilerness from the these the, the uh, trailers uh, potentially showing some things that could maybe be that first one. So I think that's a good bet, Andrew. I, I don't again, I'm not a book reader. I don't know everything about everything, but it looked like potentially something there. Um, and then uh, I guess I'll close it out with one more. Um, I think that we will see Aria find her vision in the f- fifth episode. How about that? So She's- you have a lot going down. Dude, episode, episode five, five is going to be bonkers. You can't wait. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Okay, because so you're calling your shot. Episode five well, is the It'll be Black like Water. a resurrection episode if you think about it, like a resurrecting of Jon Snow, a resurrecting of Arya's eyes. and resur- Like they, they always have like themed episodes, you know? And then people that have Game of Thrones podcast get on the podcast and go, wow, the theme was really this, this episode. And oh my gosh, can you believe the theme of that? And then they start like getting real big stretches, like bigger reaches than my Lords of the Reach about what met that dialogue that they're trying to fit. But uh, enough about other podcasts. That's what uh, I think is going to happen in episode five. It's going to be the Resurrection podcast. And every other podcast but ours is going to be talking about it the whole time. And okay, we're going so to be making like If you're like, a, an NBA marketer jokes. out there, if you're an NBA marketer out there and you want to do um, some marketing, like some cross promotion with Game of Thrones, and you have a good shot blocking team, Lords of the Reach is a great nickname. It's it a is great a little great video nickname. you can like show before the game. It is. Uh, and just show, <laughs> just show some block shots. Like yeah. I think this is perfect. So uh, just come to us. We'll do it for free ish. Ish. Uh, and and uh, yeah. So. There you go. Basketball team, Lords of the Reach. I love it. Andrew, it's, this would not be the first time we've had crossover into professional sports. As you know, uh, we are Kansas City folks. We live in Kansas City. And the Royals, uh, of course, the Royals have somewhat of a, a Royal-type kind of theme going anyway. But in their, like, uh, their video board, whenever in the first couple innings, they would show the person, like the batter coming up, like Eric Hosmer coming up, and they would show him sitting on a throne that looked like the Iron Throne, but instead of swords, it was bats. Remember that? I thought I... Seen it a hundred times. Yeah, that's a that's some that's good stuff there. That's good marketing. That is not that much different than Lords of the Reach. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, you know, someone someone has probably been in a marketing room somewhere. Like, what about Lords of the Reach for our video? And then some old guy was like, "No, <laughs> no, <laughs> terrible idea, terrible idea." Well, had he listened to our podcast, maybe we could have persuaded him. So. Anyway, all right. Anything else, Andrew, uh, before we get out of here? I, I don't know about you, but I'm jacked for this season. I'm pretty jacked, too. So the next time you hear our voices, we'll know what has happened in episode one. And hopefully you're cashing a lot of bets from the uh, <laughs> Westeros Superbook. Uh, find us on Twitter at Make Westeros and find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Make Westeros. Great. Again, remember to leave a comment. Uh, in the comment section and leave your name and, and maybe something about you. Uh, and we will put you into the book, book of brothers. We will give you a nickname uh, and we will list your great deeds. 
uh, as we did for the first time tonight. I think that was pretty fun. Uh, so we'll do some more of those next week. Uh, otherwise, Kevin, I- I'm going to go uh, study up on this uh, bet sheet, get my bets in before next week, and be ready for season six. And, Andrew, we would be remiss if we did not uh, give a shout-out to uh, Jimmy the Bravosi for coming on to the podcast. Thanks, I know Jimmy. Thanks, Jimmy. He's got a very busy schedule. Nice of him to, to fit in some time for us. Uh, and he wanted me to pass along that you can follow him on Twitter again at making gold dragons on the real. I don't, I think that's too many characters. <laughs> yeah, <I don't>, <laughs> and then his, his Gmail was uh, gold was, dragons was are a lifestyle and you can have it too at gmail.com. <laughs> I think yeah, I those think you can have that. I think that's real. That could work. You could, that, that, that makes sense. Character wise. I think making gold dragons on the real might be too many characters for Twitter, unfortunately. So we might have to reach out to him and, and get a revised uh, Twitter account. That, that one might not be real. Anyway, all right. Well, thanks again to Jimmy the Bravosi. Thanks again to all of you who have listened. We are super stoked about how many people are already listening to this podcast. It's very exciting. We have no idea what we're doing, but we are having a blast doing it. Hopefully, uh, after next week, we will have some wonderful episode fodder for the podcast. Lots of games and bits coming. Really looking forward to it. Please leave those comments on iTunes. It truly, truly helps us to get the podcast out to new listeners, something that we are really passionate about. And we hope you enjoy the first episode of Game of Thrones. Until then, Valor Morgolis? Valor Duhiris? I think we did it right. All right, good. Good for us. Take care, guys. See you later.